Brody's Midnight Cafe. Hello. Hello. Name a better tune than the intro to Brody's Midnight Cafe. I don't think I can. That's um, right. You can't. I, I really it's don't impossible. think so. Um, maybe the Stanley Steamer theme song. The Stanley Steamer. I mean, I guess that's more memorable for now. For now. Until <laughs> we'll this see. catches on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was just thinking, um, I forgot who I was talking to, but there were just so many jingles from when you were a kid and you were just like mindlessly watching television. Definitely. And you just... Just so many commercials that are just lodged in your brain that probably aren't even around anymore, but it's just something that you think about like all the time, or at least I think about like the the Pillow Pet theme song. That yeah, Chia Pets. um, Yeah, Mighty Putty. I don't um, remember Mighty Putty. You remember Mighty Putty? How does it it go? Um, I don't know the theme song, but I just remember Mighty Putty was just like it's like it would just fix anything. You know, it's like you cut off a little piece of putty and it's like you just mash it. It's like you know this super glue that hardens like cement. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember from my Spanish class in middle school, I might have told you this, but we we remade Mighty Putty Butt in Spanish. That's <laughs> an so, amazing. Yeah, we were just like, um, oh, I forgot how you say it in Spanish. But <laughs> whatever. Oh, Mighty just, Putty. We would just say it in Spanish and then smash this piece of Mighty Putty against like anything <laughs> that was broken around this kid's house. And of oh course my it God. wouldn't work, but it was like a joke. But um, No, that's so funny. But yeah. All right, that was a fun little tangent. I like that little tangent. (laughs) I like it. Um, Uh Yeah, I minored in Spanish um, because I I love the language, uh, but I don't remember any of it, really. A mí me gusta la lengua de español. Me gusta la lengua de español y además no entiendo a hablar en español. Should I know how to speak in Spanish? I really don't. But you can understand it, though. Sí. I think oh, we've I, talked about this before. Yeah, I, I think I'm better at understanding it than I am speaking it. Like, yeah. I can I can read Spanish really well. Oh, like, the me words too. make sense to me. Like, and I can like process it quick. But mm-hmm. when people are talking to me and it goes lightning quick, there's no shot I can understand it. I'll pick up every like third, fourth word. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you get the context clues. Yeah, no, that's you definitely need it's context. survival Spanish. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, but anyways, uh, yes, bro, uh, a Brody update. Brody got groomed today because he was smelling mm-hmm. a little. Frito like, um, and he got like really good report card from PetSmart. Nice, so. that's good. Yeah. Well, they should get a bad report card because it took him long enough to oh, trim his gosh. nails. Oh my gosh, I stuff. know. This is like the third time we've taken him, and I finally was like, "Did he do well?" Like when mm-hmm. I was going to come pick him up uh, on the phone, I was like, "Did he do well with the nail trimming?" And they were like, "He did great." And I was like, "Okay, good." <laughs> yeah. So. Uh-huh. Oh, mm-hmm. speaking of which, okay, so when dogs get their nails trimmed, is it a manicure or a pedicure? Oh my god. <laughs> That's such a good question. A potty cure. <laughs> potty cure. I'd say it's definitely a pedicure. I think so. You, you we don't say their hands. Feet. We say their even though their little feet. When he gives us a shake, he does. He's not his... shaking his feet, right? <laughs> I think he's shaking his hands. In my head, I don't know why, but his front ones are hands and his back ones are feet. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. That, that's, that's just how a natural I think way about to it. think about it. Because yeah. if you were to walk, you know, I mean, on, if he were to wear pants, legs, yeah. it wouldn't be like pants all the way from one end to the other, like covering That's his so belly. True. Oh, I swear, I've seen a picture of a horse like that. It's yes. like, how would a, how horse, would a horse wear, wear pants? pants? And it's like the lower half or all the way up to its neck. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. It's like when you like put the hoodie around your face like, and just drawstring it. It's like that, but like for the, for the horse up into their neck. Uh-huh. That's how people used to prank other people. They would like throw their hood over and then pull the strings really tight. And you'd be like, stuck just trying to like swing your arms at so them. So funny. I think AJ did that to me one time I'm sure in high AJ school. did that to you many times. I wouldn't be surprised. Mm. He's a good fan of uh, practical jokes. That's right. Yeah. Not so practical jokes. 
But yeah, but anyways, okay. That was a, another little tangent. Okay, so... It's our uh, show. We can have as many tangents as we want right. to. That's right. It's pretty much just a big tangent, or we each get our own Literally. turn at a tangent. Exactly. <laughs> but, exactly. What are we uh, drinking? Yes, what are we drinking here? This is a Naked and Famous. Ooh. Ooh yeah, that's right. So um, it is an official cocktail, but it's not like a classic cocktail. It is, of course, a riff on um, a last word style, last word style cocktail. You can hear me, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, well, anyways, I think when we did the paper plane two weeks ago, you weren't a huge fan of it because, um, I don't know, just something about it. But anyways, that was also a last word style cocktail. Mm-hmm. So it's basically just an equal part cocktail of four different ingredients. And then um, you just shake it pour it into a coop, and then it's no garnish, which is super convenient when you juiced all your lemons or limes and don't have a garnish. Exactly. So, so yeah, so that's what we got here. So this is going to be mezcal, actually. Interesting. Yes. Okay, I love mm-hmm. a good mezcal. Yep, and then Aperol, which is that, you know, red um, aperitif that gives it that, you know, nice pinkish color, yellow mm-hmm. chartreuse, and then some lime juice. Got so it. that's what we got. Delicious. Mm-hmm. All right, well, let's go ahead and try it. Let's do it. Cheers. Cheers. Stripping on me. Steady hand. Oh, that's good. Refreshing, a little smoky, a little citrusy. Yeah, it feels like, I'm trying to think of how to describe it. It's like, ooh, she's sweet, she's sultry, but then, oh, she smokes cigarettes. <laughs> that's right. That's, that's sort of how it feels. It. Yeah, you get a nice little kiss and you're like, that you're was like, nice. That you're was like, nice. Wait a minute. Wait a second. You're a smoker. <laughs> There's something wrong with that. Uh huh. Um, but yeah. That's our drink. Nice. I know. Brody's giving me the old paw. Good boy. I What's know. it? What am I speaking into, Brody? I don't know what it is. Well, anyways, okay. So yeah, so that's our drink. So, Amazing. Amazing. Usually we recap our our week or something yeah. at this point. Which How... uh, do, do you want to oh, go sure. first? Because I'm never prepared for this question. Let me so. think about it. I think I actually tried to think about it because I was like, we're gonna talk about our week. Okay. <clears throat> My my Everest has been our backyard, like clearing it out. So today I probably picked up about 300 pine cones because mm-hmm. um, I want to be able to like mow all of the brush and stuff down, but the pine cones always get stuck in the wheels and trip me up. So that was my project for today. Mm-hmm. Um, I also edged up the yard. Um, I know people are probably like, we don't care. But <laughs> oh, this, they absolutely care. If they're listening to this podcast, they, they care, care a little bit. Um, but anyways, no, it looks amazing in the yard now, mm-hmm. and I really just want to finish. I want us to burn all that stuff that we need to burn still. Unfortunately, it's against the law. It's so. against the law, so yeah. we're going to have to wait. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. we're going to wait. We're okay, gonna wait. fire department, if you're listening in right now. We're waiting. Don't worry. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Because it's a safety thing. It is a safety thing, and Luckily, also we're lazy. Luckily, we have our gutters clean, though. So, so. we did get our gutters cleaned. Yeah, um, I remember we, we were doing that one burn, and- um, Oh, I was so it was, nervous. It was super because, windy. Which yeah, is why it's probably a no burn right. month or whatever. Well, you, if you have a bunch of flammable stuff in your gutters, it can cause a house fire because yep. if the ash gets up there and lights fire, what are you going to do? You're not going to climb the side of your house like Spider-Man and put the fire the out. dance and hope it starts coming down. <laughs> That's right, the little <laughs> Is that your rain dance? That's a that great is my rain dance. dance. Yeah, it's just if for anyone who wants to do it, extend your arms by your elbows out. Put your hands into two little like claws and go beep, 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 and beep, just beep, be beep, a beep, crab. beep, beep. It's a crab. <laughs> It's a crab, right? They live in the ocean. They have access to water. So mm-hmm. anyways, that was my week. And then we played golf today and I did horribly. Um, you did fine. Um, you improved once I, you know, walked you through yeah. the actual putting motion. Good mm-hmm. boy. Um, and yeah, and I, I played 
not so great either. Um, we've been doing this thing where, you know, I shoot to get us on the – did I talk about it last time? I don't, I don't think know. so. Well, I shoot to get us on the green, and then you putt from there. Yes. So um, ideally, I'm getting you there to where, like, you can two-putt everything. Um, that's not been happening. Yeah, that's not been I've happening. I've been – trace putting most of the time Mm -hmm. um three to four putting the usually it's men because we haven't been lucky enough to be with like a group of girls yet um but they're always like oh we don't care just pick it up because they probably want us to hurry up a little bit but we we usually do a good job of not wasting time no we don't waste time we we Mm -hmm. keep things on schedule yeah but yeah that's been my week and then uh just internship you have to work 600 hours uh before you can be done over the course 700 technically um including the first semester, I just hit 350 hours total. Halfway, there we go. Well, 200 of the 600, so. Okay, third of the way. Let's go. (laughs) Let's do it. Yeah, so I'm excited about that. I have to start registering to take my exams. I have to take two exams to be a licensed counselor. Very cool. Um, So one of those exams. Next semester. So oh, okay. you take them before you graduate so that you're provisionally licensed. So I can I can do therapy. I just have to be supervised under someone for two years mm-hmm. for, I think, 2,000 hours. Um, 2,000 hours? Jeez. Something like that. But if you're working full-time doing like, you know, six-plus sessions a day, direct cl- client hours, you get it in like two years. So, I guess so. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah, it is pretty cool. Um, so that, yeah, that's my week. Uh, if anyone's thinking of going into, into counseling, um, be warned, you can't work for (laughs) a year. It's a lot of hours. It's a lot of hours. It's a lot of work. You can't work for a year basically. Mm. Um, but it's worth it because it's a cool job. So yeah, yeah. you're doing good. You're helping people. Yeah. That's the goal. That's Mm -hmm. definitely the goal. Or at least you're trying to help them help themselves. So great way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh huh. So anyways, um, I think I went first last time. No, you didn't tell us about your week, Taylor. Yeah, I did. I what said we, we went golf. And, yeah, that's... and that's it. And then I worked and uh, I don't even know what else I did. I it's don't think blur. I did anything fun. Oh, we played tennis. Oh, we did. Well, we went to go watch our buddy AJ play tennis. And then um, our friend Michael was like, hey, let's go hit some balls. And of course, I'm wearing Chacos Yeah. because I was not expecting to do anything. Um, but I was like, you know, I'm not going to back down. He did so. pretty good. Yeah, I, I mean, I hadn't swung a, swung a tennis racket since, like, middle school, maybe. Maybe early high school. So um, I actually served, like, fine. Like, I put yeah. a nice little spin on it, you know, put Ooh. a little English on it. That's right. Little English. The British are coming. Yep. So, uh, yeah, they said, wow, you actually have a really good serve. I'm like, yeah, thanks. I don't yeah, know Yeah, I know. I'm a person who <laughs> has arms and yeah. can see. That's right. But I could not hit a backhand. I couldn't, like, volley for, oh, for the life yeah, of we'll me. yeah, we'll have to so practice that. It was really embarrassing, that. to be Tuesday honest. is going to be our... our Golf, or our activity day. Our activity day, whether it's golf um, or golf, tennis, or just workout, or just or working out. Yeah, mm. I didn't even mention I found my wedding dress. Yeah, I was gonna. I, I didn't want to steal your thunder. No, so I, I didn't. That was gonna I be totally part of your was, week. Or I, I feel like it's it. been so long since. I mean, it's been almost a week. We went shopping last Sunday. Uh-huh. Um, yes, we went to a couple of boutiques. Um, mm-hmm. Well, if you count it. David's bridal, which I I don't. You don't, but I don't. You're like it was just a warehouse. It really was. This lady like put me in the dressing room by myself with these huge ball gowns and was mm. just like, "Okay, come out when they're on." I was like, "I can't like physically get into these yeah. by myself." Um, so there's a reason why you have eight people getting you into a dress on exactly. your wedding day. It's like so. <laughs> yeah, my mom came in and helped me, but no, we found my dress at this other place called Wedding Angels, which was. It was an amazing experience. Um, nice. Really found my dream dress, and um, my mom cried, and your mom got a little teary-eyed too. So mm. yeah, you looked incredible. So 
I'm sure I did, but you okay, I'm keeping it secret, like the type of dress I got and um mm-hmm. yeah, the I'm just style. Kidding. I have no idea. Yeah, I want it to be a total surprise for you. Mm-hmm. Um so you know the color. Pink. No. White. Yes. <laughs> Eggshell white? Um mm, Arctic Bear White. Arctic Bear? I don't know. I just I think came that's up just with a that. polar bear. <laughs> I, I know, know I messed Arctic up. Bear. I messed up, okay. Okay. Um so yeah. Anyways, that's that's my life in full. Um mm-hmm. cool. Our lives are pretty intertwined, so I They are, like... yeah. So my life is pretty much your life minus um minus work. internship. Yeah. yeah <laughs> just and... we just switch uh swap work. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. But anyways, yeah, I think you did go first last week. I did, yeah, because okay. I talked about um, fireworks and Thanksgiving. That's right. Okay, mm-hmm. so this week I wanted to switch things up. Not really, um, because I'm still covering <laughs> something supernatural. Okay. Um, so have you ever heard of the Bell Witch before? The Bell Witch? Yes. Um, I don't think so. Okay, so it's a pretty common American um, story. It's from America. It's one of our earlier cases of like haunting Um, and so because I, it's set in 1817 and because I'm very bad at understanding current events, I thought I would refresh, uh, the audience things that were happening in 1817. Um, so it takes place over three years from 1817 to basically 1820. Um, so in 1817, Baltimore becomes the first U S city with public street gas lighting. Um, which is kind of cool, I guess, for people who want to see in the dark. Um, James Monroe is sworn in as the fifth president of the United States. Mississippi becomes the 20th U.S. state. Hawaii plants coffee for the first time, mm. which is interesting. You, I, I didn't know that it wasn't just there. Um, they imported it. Um, Did they know Hawaii existed in 1817? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and this was 44 years before the American Civil War would begin and 48 years before June 19th. Um, 1865, when the last slaves in the United States would receive word that they were free. So, nice. so just so you know, because I feel like whenever I think 1800s, I always think, oh, Civil War. No, this was pretty it's far a wide before. Range, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I know the Civil War only took place for four years, but we learned about <laughs> it a lot in school. Uh-huh. Um, okay, that's all they teach you. <laughs> that's it. And then, you know, how to address a letter um i don't know i remember that from third grade. nothing about taxes though nothing about taxes sure. you and i oof, we still we still gotta figure that out um okay so our story takes place in robertson county tennessee in 1804 john bell decided that the farm they were living on was too small for his huge family and so he and his family moved 600 miles west to a 1000 acre patch in robertson county um damn that's a lot that's of a, land. That's a lot of land. Yeah. We're on 0. 0.6 acres, I think. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I think that's I think right. it's about yeah, that. Like so that. picture that times like 2,000-ish mm-hmm. um, almost. Um, so basically, um, you know, at this time, no one lived in this area, right, mm-hmm. at all. And so they really were thinking that they'd have to like collaborate with the other people who'd moved there um, to help build up the town. And really mm-hmm. quickly, they built up a, fa- a reputation as being a really generous, hardworking family. Which is good, right? Yeah, for sure. It's always nice to make a good first impression. Mm-hmm. Um, his wife, Lucy, was described as really welcoming. And after they met their neighbors, they began clearing trees and they built a really nice cabin uh, with the wood they cut. Can you picture that? Like, oh, we're building a house. No, you're literally like chopping down the trees and like making That's it. That's cool. Yeah, it's, it's probably really a good cool. feeling. Yeah. yeah, probably is like really feeling like you're providing for mm-hmm. your family and stuff. Living off the land. Living off the land. Yes. Um. Okay, so this is the story of the 
three to four years that they were haunted by a poltergeist, which Ooh. came to be known as the Bell Witch. Okay. So for those of us who don't know what a poltergeist is, it's defined as a ghost or other supernatural being supposedly responsible for physical disturbances, such as loud noises and objects thrown around. Um, and some movies that feature poltergeists. So basically, it's just like a really spicy ghost. Uh-huh. Um, they like to mess around. Yes. They, they're into, they're on their bullshit. Um, <laughs> so some movies that feature poltergeists include Poltergeist. Oh. Uh, I know. Seriously. The Conjuring 2, Insidious, Paranormal Activity, and the Amityville Horror. Okay. So additionally, there was a poltergeist in Harry Potter, the books. Which one? Uh, all of them. All of the books had this oh, poltergeist. Oh, like what's the name of the poltergeist? Oh, he's called Peeves. Okay. So that's what I thought. Because he's in the video game, in the oh, Hogwarts yeah. game. Yeah, mm-hmm. he is. And he was a... In the movies, base or I'm sorry, um, in the books, he was basically just a troublemaker who would toss over bookshelves and basically had hardcore beef with the school caretaker, Mr. Filch. Mm-hmm. Like, Mr. Filch's, like, life mission was to get him expelled, like, get him, ex- I don't know, what's the word? Exercised from the school. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, a little bit about the family. John Bell and his wife, Lucy, had either six to nine children, depending on the source. So... Their children were Jesse, Benjamin, Drury, John Jr., Esther, Zadok, Elizabeth, Richard, and Jewel. Got busy. They got busy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Quick aside, um, do you know who Philip Rivers is? No, I don't. So he's a former quarterback in the NFL, played for the Chargers for like, I don't even know, like 15 years maybe. Um, so he he had like eight kids while he was playing in the Excuse NFL. Excuse me? Oh, my gosh. Eight children. And now he is up to 11 children oh my at, gosh. in retirement. So, yeah. So it's 11 children. They're like, yeah, he can finally field his own offense is what the joke is. That's insane. And yeah, it's a lot of kids. All the same lot. woman, of course, too. Yeah. Wow. There's other people like, you know, Jeez, Nick, that poor Nick woman. Cannon, I think, has like. Yeah, but Nick Cannon has kids with like a lot yeah, of Yeah, that's what people. I mean. Yeah, he is like, I don't even know. He might be in double digits now. Yeah, I know. But... Are there are there any twins or triplets or anything? Or is it 11 separate pregnancies? I just saw it on Twitter, unfortunately. Oh my gosh, so. I'd be so fascinated. Like, mm. this woman hasn't not been pregnant for like a lot of her adult life. Well, it's probably just an assembly line at this point. Like, she probably doesn't even feel it. I know. <laughs> I think she feels it. Jeez. All right, Taylor, you have 11 kids and we'll see if you don't feel it. Um. So anyways, if it were up to me... And we mm-hmm. had nine children. This is what they would be named. Okay. <clears throat> Clementine, Juniper, Dottie, Chloe, Hayden, Taylor Jr., Zoe, Nathan, Theo. Wait, are they all girls or are there mixed? No, there's boys in there. Okay. I don't I know if it's like a 50-50 mix. Hayden is a boy name. Taylor Jr. is a boy name. Oh, I thought you were into Hayden for a girl name. Like I like Hayden it both Panettiere. ways. No, I like it both ways. Okay. Um, Nathan and Theo. So four boys, five girls. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, good luck. <laughs> you won't. Saying, you wouldn't feel it after the third one. You're it's right. Fine. <laughs> you're right. Um, I was saying if uh, uh, this is never going to happen. I just so you know. Um, you sound into it. I don't know. <laughs> I just like having lots of name options. Anyways, that's beside the point. Mm-hmm. Um, so their older children began to build houses nearby, and 13 years after they moved, John had like an extremely weird experience on a summer day. So, John was walking through his cornfield when he saw a really weird animal sitting in one of the rows. Mm-hmm. Um, it looked like a dog that had been in some sort of accident and hadn't healed correctly. Um, it, like, its bones weren't quite right. Poor guy. I know. But it also had the ears of a rabbit. Okay. So, it was this huge animal, ears of a rabbit, mm-hmm. bones, 
slightly askew. Uh-huh. Um, it needed a chiropractor. Yeah, that's right. It needed a witch doctor. Oh, witch doctor. Um, <clears throat> so anyways, like I said, it was too big to be a dog, and it was making direct eye contact with him, almost as if it were more intelligent than an animal, like as if it were human eyes. Okay. Um, he immediately knew he had to take action, and he raised his gun and fired repeatedly at the animal. He didn't hit it. Um, the, the animal ran away and was totally out of view. He walked to where the animal had been, and there were no footprints, paw prints, anything. None of the plants were disturbed where he ran. It was almost as if it just vanished. vanished. Like a ghost. Exactly. So he went back home, and he tried not to dwell on it, you know, thinking maybe he didn't see it quite right, or maybe um, he was just overthinking it. Um, mm-hmm. But it was at this time that some really weird things started happening around the house. Um, they began to hear... Oh, and for those of us who don't know, oftentimes, like, it's said that witches or evil spirits can take the form of a dog or a rabbit. Um, so if you've ever seen the movie, the VVH, um, the witch, we watched it together. It's Did we? We watched it, yeah. It's like okay. the um, the pioneer pilgrim family who gets exiled. Oh, okay. Um, so, With uh, Anna Taylor-Joy, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, and if you watch that movie, a dog shows up, a witch shows or a dog shows up and a rabbit shows up before you actually see the witch. So it's said that mm. it's like a shapeshifter. So anyways, like I said, he some really weird stuff started happening, including scratching and banging sounds on the side of the house. Um, so the way it would happen is the sounds would continue through the night. And, you know, even if they went outside, um, the noises would stop. But, but it got to the point to where they would hear the noises. They would get up, get fully dressed to go catch whoever was doing it. And the second their feet touched the floor, like, um, to mm. go outside, the noises would stop. So it's, it was as if it was messing with them. Very frustrating. They would get back in bed, the noises would start again. Mm-hmm. So um, John became convinced that it was a person in town who was messing with them and not an animal, so he told all of his family members not to mention it to anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, so a Sunday in the May of 1818, literally more than a year after the knocking started happening, four of his younger sons went to tell their parents that they thought there were rats gnawing at their bedposts. Um, But there were no rats. Mm -hmm. The kids would step out to investigate to look for the animal doing it. There would be no animal there. The second their feet hit the ground, you know, it would stop. And when Mm -hmm. they got back in bed, it would start back up. So um, it escalated from there, right? So a few nights later, it began to sound like someone was under the beds gasping for air. My God. Um. I have the chills. I know, seriously. Almost as if whatever was down there had been choking. Um, Mm. They were also gulping and smacking their lips. Really creepy. But like I said, as soon as they went to investigate, it would stop. You got to sleep in shifts at this point. I know, seriously. Mm. This is why like, I would have a nightlight in every corner. (laughs) Yeah, right. Seriously. So at this point, the family still hadn't told anybody about any of these weird occurrences. And things continue to worsen often as they do with like poltergeist activity um and an invisible force started yanking the covers off the kids and throwing their pillows around the room not good not good at all not good at all first of all inconvenient um Mm -hmm. second of all super scary um so soon the family began to hear the voice of a woman what which was soft and unintelligible at first um the voice throughout the house sung hymns and scriptures and started to referring to people in the house by their names Ooh. Very creepy. Mm. Um, however, things began to escalate when one day she marked one of the family members for death. So she announced How do you that, do that? Uh, I think she just declared it. it. I declare <laughs> bankruptcy. 
Did you say wrote it on a cupcake? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's like, just showed up. It's like, oh, someone got us a Publix cake delivered. It's like, oh my God, Hayden's You're scheduled for loser. death. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Uh, they A notary so- shows up at your house and like, hi, um, I was hired for an official matter. Um <laughs> okay, so um, so she marked one of the family members for death, and she announced that she hated John Senior and wanted to kill him. Mm. She said that he was. She stated that he was a bad man. So was he? I don't know. John Bell was reluctant still to ask for help. He was the elder of the Red River Church and was hesitant to ask anyone for help. Basically, you know, because of all of the executions and stuff that had been happening for witchcraft. Mm. Um, basically just afraid of the didn't consequences, right? He didn't, they had a really good reputation in town and mm-hmm. he didn't want his family to be targeted or to basically cause drama. Um, so instead he decided to go to his bestie, um, James Johnson, who was really skeptical at first and was like, Hey dude, uh, you may be crazy. Um, <laughs> but let me and my wife come spend the night at your house so we can see it firsthand. And he was thinking nothing was going to happen, you mm-hmm. know? Um, so stuff did happen. Um, his bed covers got yanked off of him and he even got front handed right across the face. It's <laughs> <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> the ghost went, Whoop-a. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you don't think I'm real? Watch you don't this. think I'm real? Come on, let's see this. <laughs> Dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> so he called out to the spirit, uh, asking it what it wanted and it didn't answer after he got slapped. Um, so the next morning over breakfast, he's like, hey dude, <laughs> I'm really sorry I called you crazy. It seems mm-hmm. like you have a big old spirit lurking here and he encouraged him to reach out to the help from the local church and community so people really took to it like i said people believed them and people started volunteering to spend the night at their house so that they could see it firsthand and also just to give them some peace of mind that there Mm -hmm. was some extra protection there um and a lot of people experienced some weird stuff um the words of the haunting spread really far and unfortunately the more attention it got um, the worse the experiences seemed to get mm. with the ghosts. Like the more energy people were pouring into it, the more it was like feeding mm-hmm. off of it. So at one point, the voice of the spirit said, I am the spirit of a body buried nearby. My bones were disinterred and scattered. And I'm looking for one of my teeth, which was lost underneath this house. Um, so some locals began to search the area and they found that there were in fact burial mounds on the grounds from native people. Mm-hmm. Um and on another instance, it told people, I am a spirit from everywhere, heaven, hell, and the earth. I am in the air in the house, any place at any time. I have been created for millions of years. So I think that this thing is just spewing whatever it wants to. Yeah. It's not telling the Liar. truth. Exactly. Fibber. Um, why should we believe you, first of all? Millions of years. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, would you ride around your dinosaur? Huh? huh? What yeah. if it's like the spirit of a velociraptor? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. They have, they have a lot of teeth. They do have a lot <laughs> of teeth. They could be anywhere. <laughs> I know. It's like th- those, t- and it makes sense too. A paleontologist like dicked it up and he's like, what the heck? Now I'm angry and a ghost. Um, anyways, um, this is our hot theory. Um, so people started to believe that possibly it wasn't necessarily a spirit. Some theories were that one of the family members had learned ventriloquism and was throwing their voice. Um, they thought that the Bell's youngest daughter, Betsy, was somehow um, behind the hauntings for attention. But it seemed unlikely because she would be in the house accounted for when the knocking started. Okay. So, 
Who knows? Um, so at this time, John Bell began to act really weird. Mm. Um, the stuff was having a big effect on him. Um, he would be in a conversation with someone and all of a sudden he would like glaze over and look terrified. Um, and so his family also reported he would just sit in his room for multiple hours, just staring at the wall, not speaking, drinking or eating. Um, so yeah, so the explanation that the neighbors stuck to the most was that the spirit's confession, um, that the spirit was uh, summoned by a local woman named Kate Batts, um, who was the neighbor of John Bell and was viewed with suspicion for acting strangely. Mm. Um, but in reality, Katie had Kate had fallen on some hard times. Her husband had been in an accident, uh, which caused him to become disabled, and her three children had passed away um, from disease. She would um, say really long words and mis- misuse them. So, like... People would really not know what she was saying. Her conversation sounded kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Um, she, I think she could have just been eccentric, but um, pr- I'd say burn her just to be safe. Oh my god! <laughs> so reportedly, there was a disagreement between Kate and John Bell over a business matter. Um, so people thought she was motivated to curse him for it. Mm-hmm. Um, she denied this and basically said she did not summon the spirit to the house. Which picture having to be like, no, I'm, I didn't, I didn't. I don't even know how to summon a spirit. I don't spirit even know how home. to. I don't even know the right herbs to use. <laughs> I don't even have the recipe anymore. I lost it. Uh-huh. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I lost. I mean, I don't even. I don't what? even what, what recipe. It's yeah, not what? in my cookbook. I don't, <laughs> anyway. I don't even know what that cookbook is. <laughs> yeah, it's not on my bedside table. Um, so she was not in any way charged for attempting witchcraft, but she was damned in the public opinion, basically. Mm. Um, so things were continued to worsen, um, and one day. This is the one of the creepiest stories of it. Um, one of the Bell daughters, Esther, went to go and collect eggs from the, their hen house, which was across the road mm-hmm. from their house. Um, and she saw the figure of a woman clad in all black um, moving towards the family house, right? Um, so she began walking towards her, thinking she recognized her. And as she walked, she saw the woman whose head was down, combing her hands through her hair. But as she got closer, the combing became faster and faster, and she realized she was actually ripping her hair out. So Esther becomes terrified, right, Mm -hmm. because it's a super scary sight, and she runs away from the woman back into the house and slams the door and locks it. She calls out to her sister, who was home at the time, and the two of them see the woman in black climb over their fence. Mm. I can't even picture, like, watching that. That'd be so scary. Mm -hmm. Into their property and come up to the window where she just stared in at them, her eyes, like, not blinking the whole time. Um, and so the two girls freak out, um, and the woman walks away from the window around the corner of the house. They go like literally to the next room and all of a sudden there are three children with her, like clad in white. Mm -hmm. They climb up trees around the house and begin rocking back and forth. And the trees look like they're being swayed in a really strong wind, even though there was no breeze that day. Mm-hmm. So Esther calls out to her husband, um, who came from the other room, and they said, do you see that? And he only saw the trees swaying. Mm-hmm. So he didn't see like the figure swaying the trees who had climbed into the trees. So they go outside to confront them and to basically ask what they want. And the second they get out there, they all disappear. So These little trolls. I know, literally. Um, so... Basically, um, someone else in the family besides John was targeted pretty intensely by the poltergeist, Elizabeth Betsy, um, Mm -hmm. one of the younger daughters. um, Reports say that the entity bit, scratched, and pushed her constantly, just bullied her, really, and Mm -hmm. really did not want her to marry her childhood sweetheart, Joshua Gardner. 
Yeah. Um, the repeated threats against the marriage and attacks on Betsy led her to the brink, and she ended up meeting up with Joshua to tell him that he couldn't, she couldn't marry him, apparently worried that the poltergeist would harm her or her family if she went through with it. So by this point, there was a lot of press coverage, um, so much so, actually, that um, someone we know very well from the $20 bill, Andrew Jackson, um, who was a general at the time in the U.S. military, decided to come to the bell house and investigate for himself. Um, so he took a group of men with him, and in 1819, he journeys to the bell house before they, um, and before they even get there, some really weird things start to happen. First, one of the wagons comes to a complete stop and won't move forward, even though there was nothing on the cart that was broken or stuck. So his men try for like an hour to get the cart to push themselves. And then suddenly, out of nowhere, they hear a woman's voice say, all right, General, let the wagon move on. I'll see you tonight. Um, so they make it to the house and they set up tents in the yard. And the men are viewing it as like a laugh. They're not taking it seriously. Mm. And one of the soldiers reportedly taunted the witch saying, I'm a witch tamer. And he pulled out a gun with a silver bullet, stating that the witch wouldn't bother him because he had uh, the weapon and he would, and the witch would be too scared to come near him. Mm-hmm. So can you guess what happens? Shoots himself. No, that's what I actually thought. Oh, okay. But he suddenly goes into now what we'd probably describe as a seizure. Oh, okay. Um, and his whole body was jerked across the yard in several different directions. Mm-hmm. And... You know, he when he comes to, he starts yelling and he leaves all of his belongings and just runs, mm-hmm. um, screaming as he went. So the other men beg Jackson to leave, and they do. Mm-hmm. So um, John Bell, who is now seventy years old, is still being threatened by the spirit and is experiencing like really intense seizures um, and is hearing frequent and escalating threats from the poltergeist. And in eighteen twenty, his family and friends find him dead. Um, at first, they were just write it off as um, natural causes because he's 70 in that time. That's mm-hmm. about, you know, a normal time to go. But his uh, wife, when she was cleaning up the room, found a really weird, strange vial of black liquid uh, in the bedside table that mm-hmm. no one in the house recognized. Um, so the family decided, really unfortunately, to give some of it to one of the, the barn cats to see what happens. And no surprise, the poor cat dies. And they realized that the liquid was actually poison. Oof. So after the funeral, the witch said that she would, she, the witch basically like gave out like a cry and a laugh saying that taking responsibility, saying she was the one who had poisoned John Bell. Mm -hmm. Um, And she'd be leaving now, um, now that she had awaited her, her long goal had been completed. Um, What a bitch. Literally, literally. um, Screw you. Um, Mm -hmm. So anyways, the same knocking apparently happened for a little while after he died. And apparently, um, you know, she then said she would leave because she had completed her goal and she would be back in seven years. So she did come back apparently seven years later. Okay. Had long conversations with John Jr., continued knocking and causing havoc around the house and then said... I'm going to leave, but I'll be back in 1935. It's a long time. She had her calendar planned out. Yeah, really. Literally, I would love to know what she did on those breaks, like what she was up to, where'd she Sleeping. go. Just chilling. A little siesta. A little siesta. 
Mm-hmm. So anyways, um, according to sources, she never returned. Um, however, some family members state that she did. So it's mixed reviews on what happened next. But mm-hmm. that is basically all we know about the Bell Witch and the haunting of the Bell family Crazy. in the 18 teens. It's bone chilling. Bone chilling. Very mm-hmm. creepy. Yeah, very creepy. Yeah. That was good. That was good, though. Thank you. Um, yeah. All so right. I don't know. So maybe the moral of the story is don't um, mess with the weird person in your town. Or <sighs> That's right. Like, Definitely don't taunt the witch. Don't taunt. Um, if you're being haunted, like maybe like don't taunt it or mm-hmm. take it seriously. <laughs> don't right. just like let it happen. Uh-huh. Uh, ooh, don't be afraid to ask for help. How about that? There you go. There we that's go. absolutely that's definitely the moral of the story. I think so. Okay. So so yeah, that was that was all I had for you today. Um, Perfect. Well, now that everyone is freaked out, let's go to our happy place. Oh, I love our happy place. Okay, okay yay. <laughs> so um let's see. Go to we'll go to my side now. All right. So um so what I was thinking about this past week is that, you know, it's no secret that I kind of want to, you know, probably own and operate my own bar or restaurant one day, but I've always kind of struggled with the concept, you know. Um, Wait, do you hear that? I mean, I hear Brody scratching That's his back. Okay. okay so- <laughs> I, I don't think our microphones can pick it up, but Brody's giving us a little, uh, a little show here. I know, you have your camera. Can you take a picture of that? <laughs> yeah, I can just pretend like oh, he's no. not. Oh, Dang and it, he we moved. lost it. Okay. Liz, you blew it. Uh, <laughs> right, okay, anyways. so it's no secret you want to own and operate your own bar and restaurant. That's right. But um, so I've always like struggled kind of thinking of a concept when people ask me, um, because like restaurants are like a super saturated kind of market in my opinion. And almost anything that you like you kind of think of has probably already been done before in some capacity. So it's a little imposing when like, you know, people ask you like what kind of place you want. It's like kind of hard to think of something on the spot. Exactly. Um, yes. But um, but yeah, just like when I go out to other bars and get inspired by like their drinks and stuff. Um, I love kind of looking at unique restaurants and like seeing what they're doing different, maybe like, you know, kind of stealing little sprinkles of their ideas and putting them in my pocket or something. Um, so basically, I, I Googled a bunch of like the coolest restaurants around the Ooh. world. And um, there was like a ton, like way too many actual like restaurants. Like I think I saw a list of like 100 or whatever. Oh my gosh. But um, this is going to be few... like a three hour episode. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. No, I, I edited it down for sure. Okay, cool. But but these few are kind of the highlights. And then I will give you my own little fun concept at the end. Oh, so, okay. I'm so excited. So here we go. First up, this is called El Diablo. Now, this is on the island of Lanzarote. Lanzarote in Spain Mm -hmm. Um, and this is a restaurant that is actually constructed on top of a dormant volcano oh my gosh that's so cool yeah Um, so obviously it's not you know active so it's not erupting or anything Um, but they they built their foundation using apparently nine layers of an igneous rock called basalt bath bath salt basalt I don't know something like that that. (laughs) Um, instead of like digging into the volcano, cause obviously you don't right. want to like risk waking it up or something. No, that's, that's probably a good idea. But, um, yeah, apparently this rock can handle like the high heat or whatever. Um, but anyways, um, let's see. While it is dormant, you know, there won't be like flowing lava around you, but, um, they do actually have a grill that is literally heated from the opening of the volcano oh my gosh so yeah there's like an opening it pretty much goes straight down i think and um they just 
threw a little grill grate over the top of it, built a little oven kind of thing around it. Uh-huh. And, and yeah. It like, Man, too bad Frodo and Sam didn't have access to this restaurant. That's right. No, because after they got there and they're like, you know what? We've liberated Mordor. Let's go ahead and make a restaurant. Let's out go of ahead this. and be like, entrepreneurs. This is an attraction now. Yes, okay? exactly. So, pretty sure mm-hmm. Mount Doom exploded, right? If I'm not it mistaken. It did explode. Yeah, There's no way in. they would have survived that. No, of course not. Well, I mean, the eagles saved them, but oh, thankfully. <laughs> but anyways, um, apparently, like, they, they literally cooked, like, all the food in the restaurant over that volcanic opening, and it hits about 400 degrees Celsius, I think my thing read, which is, like, insanely hot, That's obviously. That's incredible. Wow. Um, obviously, I'm sure they can narrow the passage and mm-hmm. do, like, less heat or whatever. But um, I don't know. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, so, but then again, I thought, like, okay, you're on top of a volcano, you know, nothing really grows on top of the volcano, so it's probably not like, you know, you're not going to have like a lot of like natural sites right, or whatever. Exactly. Up it's going to be like Mount Doom. Exactly. Yeah. But there's not even like lava. So like you're not even going to oh, look out and be rocks. like, oh, hey, that's really cool. Yeah. Exactly. It's just like, yeah. you know, rocks and like a, a desolate mountain. Mm. Um, I do have some pictures though. Oh, so I'd love to see. I don't okay. Think anyone else will see them, but. Well, we can post them on our Instagram page. Yeah, exactly. So, anyways, here, I'll just show it to you. Okay. That's the oven. Oh my gosh. Yeah, wow. So I'm showing her the it oven. It looks like right a now. pit of, you know, a pit of heat. A pit of heat. It looks like where they threw down um, Catelyn Stark's sister. That's right. <laughs> that's right. In the moon door. Mm-hmm. And then that's what the outside looks like. Oh, that's beautiful. Wow. So it's, it's basically just like you're sitting on top of a mountain, is what the outside looks like. And uh, there's like some steam piling up, but mm-hmm. it's like, think of the surface of Mars, basically. So. Oh. So anyways, yeah, that was the first one. Um, so Very I think, cool. Yeah, once you get there, it's probably like really cool. It's like, wow, we're actually on top of the volcano. But yeah. then you're like, well, I guess, you know, it's well, not guess really that. If this thing explodes, we'll be the first to go. Yeah, exactly. At least we won't have to pay our bill. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yep. All right. So next up, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, next up is a restaurant where you're literally in a prison. Oh. Yeah. Is this just like the prison cafeteria? This is not, no. <laughs> So this is the Devil Island Prison Restaurant. So here, like, when you check into the restaurant, this is in China, by the way. I don't mm-hmm. think I wrote that down. But yeah, Roman, you're okay. Chill out. This is in China. Um, so when you check in with the host, you get fingerprinted and, like, you get, like, uh, processed or whatever, and you're assigned a prison number. Um, you are taken to your table in handcuffs. And, like, your servers are wearing, like, all black and white striped uniforms. The back waiters are dressed like prison guards in their uniforms. And your table is basically like, you know, a private, like, rusty prison, like, dining cell, essentially. Right. And, like, your food is served on, like, these plastic prison trays, um, like the ones you, like, had in high school or, like, middle mm-hmm. school or whatever. Um, and, yeah, and then when they serve you your main meal, they, like, you know, slam the prison door shut on you. Like, you know, that. Oh, my gosh. Um, which is kind of cool. So, you know, like, it feels like you're getting kind of locked in or whatever. Mm-hmm. So um, it's a little corny, but I'm sure there's some people that are, like, into it. It's probably, like. It know, reminds me of like an escape room almost. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. It's yeah. Like you eat your meal and then you have to figure out how to get out. Exactly. And Otherwise, the clues were in the food. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like you actually swallowed you the key. You ate the key. It was <laughs> in the green right. bean casserole. Uh huh. But here are a few pictures for you on okay. this one. There you go. Don't oh. don't swipe too far though. Okay. Just two two pictures total. Oh wow. So there you go. Yeah. They could literally just like keep those people in there if they wanted to. Oh, they really wouldn't have dine and dashers though. That's right. Yeah. You you have to pay your you bill. To Otherwise pay. they'll literally yeah. lock you in there forever. <laughs> but um but yeah, so that's a cool one. 
Um, and there actually is a restaurant in Massachusetts um, called Fife and Drum, I believe is how mm-hmm. you pronounce it. Um, and that's actually more of like you do actually die in like in an active prison and wow. you get served by inmates. It's kind of like a program where the inmates that's get really like cool. jobs. They learn you know? how to like work in a restaurant. So exactly. To... So they can get more acclimated right. to like a different kind of environment or yeah. job or whatever. Um, so I guess, you know, it's a positive that, thing. That is a positive thing. I feel like mm. uh, I could do a whole episode just talking about prison. And could you? Maybe you will. Maybe I will. Yeah. <laughs> But um, but yeah, you actually have to like pass through to like the prison security and everything mm-hmm. for that one. And you, I'm pretty sure you are sat in the actual cafeteria, and wow. you get a prefix meal made by the inmates. So um, so yeah, not as not as cool as the other one, but you you get the you know you feel better about yourself. I guess you do more good. Yeah, or probably. Well, I mean, you don't have to go to China unless you're already in China. We don't That's have any true. Chinese listeners right now. Uh, no, not according. No, to we our do have a we do have a listener from the Netherlands now. Is that right? Yes. Wow. Which what is pretty language cool. Language they speak up there? Swedish, Dutch, Dutch. No, yeah, Swedish in the language is it? Let's. Oh my gosh, y'all! I we're really showing our public education here. <laughs> I I think you might be right. Dutch or maybe maybe French. No, there's got to be a different language. Okay, Dutch. Yeah, Dutch. That's there right. You, you know the only reason I know that. Um, Why is that? Hold on. Because you're a genius. No, hold on. Um, where's the city with the bikes? Uh, France. No, <laughs> not sort of. <laughs> No. I don't know what the bikes you're talking about. Oh my what gosh, do you mean by it's that? Where... You know what? I don't even. If... I think they went there in the Fault in Our Stars, and I think I know, and I think that's why. Oh, um, Amsterdam. Yeah, is that is that in? I'm pretty sure that's the where they went. Um. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, yeah. 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 Hundred yeah. percent. Okay. Amsterdam is in the. Ne- oh, thank God. Yeah, see, Ooh, I don't okay. know about the whole bikes thing, but yeah, I think it's like yeah. a famous. I've been to Amsterdam. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I didn't uh, ride on a bike. <laughs> don't give me that face. <laughs> just... Liz didn't have a relationship before me either. Apparently, no. no, I'm just, I'm just sad I didn't get to go. It's okay. We can go again some other time. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. So next up, uh, last one I was covering. Um, Brody, go lay down, buddy. Good boy. Over there. Um. This one is located. Um. In our neighbors to the north, Canada. Oh, Canada. Canada. Yes. Okay, cool. So this Canadian restaurant is called Au Noir, and uh, it's basically a place where you dine in total darkness. Ooh, mm. yeah. So um, the idea is that, like, when you can't see, the rest of your senses are, like, elevated, and, uh, you know, you basically have this entirely different experience as, like, a person. So um, you can, like, taste better, you can smell better, all that kind of stuff. Hear better, I guess, but you don't really eat with your ears. You just listen to the, the for you people who, the oh my God, for people who hate chewing sounds, that would be a nightmare. Oh yeah, oh my God, yeah, that's probably all you hear. Well, I guess people are talking, it's not like you're just sitting in the room not speaking. But anyways, uh, the place has all kinds of food. Um, I saw on the menu they have, like, fillets, they have stir fries, Cajun pasta, and they also have, like, just a surprise section, so you say, like... Uh-huh. Give me like a surprise vegetarian dish. Wow. And like you don't know what you're going to eat. They literally just put the plate in front of you and say like bon appetit and then like you go for it. That's crazy. Um, so. I bet the yeah. plating there is like shit because it doesn't matter. Yeah, you just throw it on yeah, there. Yeah, you can just put it on <laughs> there. Gonna know. It doesn't matter. Um, and also the entire wait staff is visually impaired in some capacity. Oh, very Which is cool. pretty cool because, you yeah, know. Yeah, it provides like a really cool work opportunity for them. Exactly. Especially if you already worked in the service industry mm-hmm. and you lost your eyesight and you're like. All right. You know, that's like all do? you've known. Like, yeah, you get yeah. you get another another opportunity. So 
So I thought that was pretty cool. That is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see what else I got. Um, Canada also has another restaurant called Signs where everyone is deaf, I saw, and you have to learn how to use sign language to order. Um, Very so that cool. seemed cool. So that was just another quick thing. Um, I do have some pictures. So Ooh, um, we got the pictures of the black room. This is what the dining room looks like. That's so funny, Taylor. <laughs> it's literally just a screen is back. You're so funny. It was a screen that was just black. But anyways, <laughs> now here's the actual one. Oh, wow. Okay. And there's one more picture to the left of that. Um, but it is basically just like a super dim, like, I don't even know. It looks like just a classic, like, bistro kind yeah, of Yeah, it just looks like a, a normal restaurant. Um, um, that's super cool. That's right. Which is pretty nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So uh, do the wait see. staff, like, is the room dark or do they put, like, a blindfold over Oh, no, them? the room's going to be dark. Yeah. Oh, pitch like, black, Like, you're, okay. you're entirely dark. Um, like, the waiter brings you your food. Um, Picture, yeah, I would not like do that. well there. I have such a thing with the dark. Yeah. Um, well, it's also, like, um, like what if they got your food wrong? And, like, yeah. you didn't know until, you like, you took, like, five bites. You're like, this isn't This mine. isn't chicken. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. And, like, what if your silverware was dirty or, like, your napkin or something? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't think I would like this restaurant I, that much either. I don't, yeah, I guess mm. not. Um, <laughs> you, there's a lot of trust there. There, yeah, there's way too much trust. It's like but you think about would, it, like that's how people who are blind must feel. It's like you just have to go oftentimes on the word of others. Like, no, this is fine. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, yeah. When there's a lot of things you can't see. Oh, it's like that movie we saw with um the girl that's like <gasps> paralyzed from the oh waist down, and like her mom was. It was her called those Run. Drugs. Run. Yeah. Yeah. Who go. did it have? Sarah. Um, not Sarah O'Connell. Does that sound right? No. Hold on. She was basically uh, Nurse Sarah Paulson. Paulson. She yeah. was in American Horror Story a lot. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, Brody, and a bunch of other stuff. I need a little bit of space. Yeah, he's very clingy right he's now. He's really, he just le- wants some love. And I think any day he goes and gets groomed, he's like, I almost died today. <laughs> yeah, it's like, why'd you put me in that situation? I know, seriously. Um, he feels abandoned. Yeah. It's okay. I'll I'll be pretty quick for the rest of this. But but anyways, okay. those are those Take are the highlights time. from the list. I'm having fun. I like it. Oh, thank you, sweetheart. Those are some really cool restaurants. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there were some other ones. Like there was one where you dine under like a giant undersea fish tank. <gasps> so oh it's gosh. not like it's not even like uh, the aquarium. It's like you were actually underwater, like under mm-hmm. like a cove or whatever. So that was pretty cool. There's another one where you were like suspended in the sky between two mountains, and I think it like it was on like a conveyor belt or not a conveyor mm-hmm. belt it's like it it basically wheeled you out so like they loaded you up on the side of the mountain then they wheeled you out like kitchen oh, staff yeah, and all, all oh wow yeah, and you're suspended basically like i don't even know a thousand like, feet yeah, over the a thousand air, feet or something. air or something um it's insane so yeah then a couple other crazy ones but um but anyways now it's time to get to mine Ooh, okay i'm so excited here we go now this isn't that like crazy or anything. <laughs> no, I'm sure it's gonna be really cool. No, it's just it's just an idea that's more of like a niche kind of thing. Okay. Um, so I was gonna combine my two worlds of restaurants and and fantasy football. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, for a restaurant that excels in both. So obviously, like a sports bar is probably gonna be the overall vibe here. Uh huh. Um, but not too generic, like a Buffalo Wild Wings or a Taco Mac. Um, but you know, people would still riot if we didn't have wings. So that would probably be the main focus of the menu is, you know, Buffalo wings. Cause everyone's into that. Have like, you know, 30 different sauces or whatever. I'm not a big, big wing person though. So do you um, like boneless wings? They're, the, they're chicken just chicken tenders. nuggets. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> and I don't even like hot stuff. So I just, I usually get just mild Buffalo sauce. I like mild Buffalo sauce too. Yeah. 
like sometimes I can go to medium, but no, I I don't like to like suffer when you know, I eat. You're masochistic, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, for some people they mm, just like the, the the feeling of it, which is weird. It is weird, or they just think that they look tougher. Because I think that was always the thing when we were like in like middle and high school. Oh, They're definitely. like, you're getting mild buffalo. Give me the hottest one on there. It's like oh, you just think you look cool, but no God. one thinks it's that cool. Being a middle school boy just sounds like hell to me. It was not fun. No. So. <laughs> Well, I mean, I was popular in seventh grade. I'm sure you were. I, I was wasn't. not. I sat at the cool kids table. And Did I just, you? I just kind of squeezed in. They would ask me questions every now and then. I didn't actually talk to anybody. <laughs> I was so uncool. I used to forge my dad's signature so that I could go to the library every morning instead of like being in the hallway with everyone because I didn't want to uh, talk to anybody. So I was really not cool. Mm, but That's mm-hmm. smart of you. Yeah, You're probably um, way ahead in your studies. Not really. I think I just read like... <laughs> comic books in there and stuff so then we used to just play games on the computers in there oh definitely coolmathgames.com um it sounds familiar but i don't think oh is that not where y'all went i think i just played bmtron or something i bmtron yeah it's just it's just tron but it was like oh okay got it like have you played tron like you know tron you just like is it like the snake game yeah it's a snake game but you use like the you have to trap your opponents and oh i've never played before but i got really good at that um, but anyways, yeah, um, let's see, the wings, yeah, but okay, so we would mainly focus on like the ultimate bar snack slash tapas menu. Oh, so yeah. So, so like, like elevated a little bit? Exactly, absolutely elevated. So I can like loaded fries, onion rings with like fancy dipping sauces and mozzarella sticks, but everything is going to be made from scratch, it's going to be upscale, like, you know, Wagyu sliders, like Ooh, all this other okay, stuff. Okay, that's incredible. So you don't leave feeling nauseous and sick to your stomach. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be like small, tasteful plates and right. stuff like that. So it's like a sports bar that you would be, that your like girlfriend or wife would be okay going to. Yeah, she'd be into it for sure. Yeah. Maybe. Well, because, yeah. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> well, anyway, so uh, for the fantasy football side, this is where I, we might lose you, but every server and bartender is going to be an absolute expert in fantasy football. Ooh, okay, okay. Um, this is going to be the main attraction because people are going to come to the restaurant to really get advice on their fantasy football lineup, okay? I love it. Because they're going to, your server is basically going to be in charge of like studying your roster, mastering like your league scoring settings, and going through all the mental simulations, all the thousand mental simulations, and giving you the best projection okay give you the optimal plays for your roster i love okay. it you're giving me that look there's but... gonna be no women in this whole restaurant <laughs> well there's lots of females that play fantasy football i can count them all on both my hands on one hand yeah <laughs> um but yeah they could also help you out with your dfs or like DraftKings lineup um yeah, yeah be an expert on the the best value players and all the other stuff um for a fee of course or like a good tip up front that way you know you don't stiff them actually mm-hmm. after they win you your fantasy championship um but you know usual stuff like you know tv at every table and booth um you get multiple dedicated tv screens um it could also be a situation where like maybe there's a little putt-putt course out back fun. or like a little golf simulator maybe an arcade mm-hmm. i don't know something fun Ooh, just like that. that you know you can occupy the kids or whatever or mm-hmm. you can just go out there um, and and chill and all that stuff um, and yeah and uh, and there's also going to be obviously a bunch of giant screens with NFL Red Zone because that's really the only channel that you need when you're watching football of course because yeah, no one sure. else really cares about anything else um, I think that's what you, you know care Red Zone about. well I mean it just jumps no it's, around from it all just the best jumps plays. around from the place so you're not just watching like angry people staring at stuff exactly yes yeah mm-hmm. no timeouts 
that was my one big complaint about football is like it just moves so slowly like uh uh-huh. and that's why yeah red if zone, you're just watching a game you know red zone is like the tiktok of the nfl it's Ooh, like once man you don't need to get on tiktok because i feel like it would just be <laughs> so entertaining for you uh maybe i don't know what's well, like you know once a play happens you're like all right where's the next one you swipe so ah. maybe that could be a thing develop that app yes no that's lame no i just wouldn't <laughs> um, well there's also a ton of like popular radio programs in fantasy football and uh-huh. um you could like you know kind of get these famous people to come do their shows live in the restaurant oh my gosh that's such a good idea you could, um and maybe have some like you know special guest appearances from some like retired famous athletes or whatever mm-hmm. so i don't know i yeah. feel like we would have to move somewhere like really highly population density maybe yeah maybe yeah. like a big like football town like buffalo where it's like exactly. just true diehard fans and yep. stuff um yeah so it's basically just a sports bar that's you know focused on fancy football um and you know the more i thought about it i was like 20 minutes into typing and i'm like this is kind of a lame idea because it would only really be open on sundays so. and thursdays oh. and mondays so <laughs> this would not be a profitable business for sure because those would be the only busy days Um, I think it would be a profitable business if you were in an area where it was like the population was so high that it was like packed the gills. But no one would go in on a Tuesday or a Wednesday because there's no sports. People would still, well, that's the thing. You have to figure out how to draw people in, like make it like a ladies night or something like that. Or if you had it. The ladies would not go to this fantasy football bar. But maybe, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Instead of fantasy. Well, did you ever hear of that lesbian bar that was, uh, it was a lesbian sports bar and they called it the sports bra. Um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but it didn't have enough people going, so I don't think it lasted very long. But mm-hmm. that's because, like, you know, we've talked about it before. Like, most women are not, like, super enthused with sports. So They're not. No. That's why you need to make TikTok sports. Because mm-hmm. then they can just, I don't know. Because you say you get bored. So if you're not bored I think I every get three bored seconds. because, well, Tay, I don't think it's that. I think it's, like, we've talked about it before. Like, women, there's no, you have no, like, unrealistic, like, you know, thought that you could ever be a professional sports player who makes millions of dollars. Like women never have that in mind. So it's not really a dream, you know, in the same way that like being a famous pop star or being like a famous like movie star is a dream. I'm talking about when like you're a kid. When you're a kid, like, okay, you I was know, say, these, no, like these 50 year old men aren't fantasizing about catching oh, a touchdown no, from no, no, Tom no. Brady or No, I think anymore. that's when like the magic of it happens, like is when you're a kid. Cause like for me, it was like, I played softball for a little while, like you know, um, I got sent to lacrosse camp against my will. Um, you mm-hmm. know, like for me, it's like sports was like, I'm doing this because I, I have to have an extracurricular. It was never like I could be famous one day from doing this, which I think is the difference between like little boys and little girls, you know, like girls, I don't know. It's unfortunate. There's just no end game really. So. Yeah, I so, guess so. I guess girls aren't as into sports as guys are usually. Maybe I'll just need to be encouraged more. I think that's what it is. I I loved when the NFL was doing that, like like sponsoring like girls football teams and stuff like that. Because like most schools, there's not even an option for girls to play football. So mm-hmm. why would anyone be interested? Why would any girls be interested in football? You know? Yeah. Yeah. The girls can join the guys' football team. They're, they're I mean, absolutely I they, well, they many can, out there. But most like, of the time, they're just like a kicker or something or a punter. Yeah, but... that's true. But like. You know, why would you just want to be a kicker or a punter? You know, like mm-hmm. you're not really, it's not the same or like anything like well, you're that. You're on the team. You're on the team, one. but you're changing in like the women's restroom instead of the locker room. And like, you mean the locker room with the boys? Come on, you're an outsider, right? If you're the only one, you know, I don't know. 
That's my opinion. I just don't uh, think it's, I don't, why maybe. would, why would girls be interested in something they can't do? You know? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I think it'd be really cool for them to be options, but mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know. I think it's a cool idea though. Like a really high scale sports bar with like people who know what the sport is actually. I think so. I think yeah. so. I think that's really Experts. cool. Experts. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So that was it. I um, love that. Yeah. Yeah. Probably not the most profitable business, but I was already typing it out for 20 minutes. So we were locked into that. We were locked in. That's <laughs> yeah. how I am with my stories sometimes mm-hmm. where I'm like, oh gosh, this isn't as interesting as I thought it was, but I already have like four pages of research done. Uh-huh. So I'm just going to go with it. <laughs> yeah. I think my favorite restaurant, um, people are going to hate on this. It's the Dino Cafe um, <laughs> at Disney Springs. I thought you were going to say the American Girl Doll Cafe. <laughs> oh, absolutely not. I went to a really awkward birthday party there once and it was no bueno. Mm. Um, no, the Dino Cafe. For those of you who haven't gone, it's in Disney Springs in Orlando. And before you call mm-hmm. me a Disney adult, this place is freaking cool. Because, we are Disney adults. I mean, yeah, but like not like in a lame way. It's just like we go every I don't think that's a, that's a derogatory term. I think that's a compliment, okay? Yeah, me too. guess what? Most Disney adu- most adults can't go to Disney because they're not cool enough. No, because okay. like what it, they're busy with their kids. Yeah, idiots. Yeah. Idiots. Mm-hmm. Children? No. <laughs> yeah. Not for us. <laughs> Not right now, until we have our 10 or 11, right? Or was it 9? 11 children. 11 with all of our great names. But so our this names. restaurant, you you can pick some. That's okay. Go ahead and Dino Cafe. Anyways, um, so you can either sit at the bar in front of like literally this massive fish tank. And if not, it's like you're inside of prehistoric earth and there's dinosaurs all around. And every 20 minutes, there's a meteor shower. <laughs> it's incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, the drinks and food are mid. But there's a Build-A-Bear workshop inside of the restaurant where you can make a dinosaur. Um, so We did not, but we will next, next time. time we go back. Yeah. We're going to do it, yeah. <laughs> so anyways, um, that's my favorite place. Um, Sounds good. Do you yeah. have a restaurant concept that you'd create? Um, I feel like I do. I feel like... How about one where like you hunt your food and then you cook it? <laughs> Oh like, my God. And then like the chef, you we hunt your buy food with a the chef. thousand acres in Tennessee. Uh, okay. um, we release a witch in there. And the goal is <laughs> you have to avoid the witch and catch uh, your food. You have, you have to catch the dog rabbit and then you have to eat it. And then you have to cook it medium rare. Um, <laughs> if you, and if, if you, you overcook it, it you're haunted forever. <laughs> you won't be able to marry your childhood sweetheart. Oh my God. Terrible. Oh my god, that is. I think that's like the word. Why? Why did she do that? She's just being mean. Yeah, no, she's just a bitch. Yeah, definitely. Like, I'll be back in a thousand years. Make sure you didn't marry him. Oogity boogity. Uh. <laughs> okay, well, I feel like that's all we have for them. Yeah, that's all I got. Any announcements for them? Um. Yeah. Uh. No. <laughs> you got anything? Yeah. Same message as always. We have. I. We have this really great scary story that we want to share with y'all. This like haunted tale that someone sent into us, and so we need like at least two more before we can like make it like a full episode. Make it a listener episode. Yeah, before yeah. we can make it a listener episode. So if you have a scary story, please send it to us. This is I was just gently asking. This is me begging. Please, mm. please email <laughs> you us your us stories. Begging, please, you have us begging. Please. Put us out of our misery. Just seriously, do it. send us your stories to Brody's Midnight Cafe at gmail.com or you can DM it to us on Instagram. Um, we don't have a PO box. Um, so hopefully you have a computer. Um, <laughs> I don't think anyone mails anything. These I don't days. think so. But anyways, um, 
thank you for listening to Brody's Midnight Cafe. Thank you so much. We're going to have a great outro next time. Okay. That's our promise. So that is our promise. That's our guarantee. We're going to have it on our soundboard. Yeah. Cue the applause. Um, wait. There's an applause button, right? Oh, that was a slap. <laughs> wait, that's what happened to the guy's best friend. <laughs> oh, my God. You should have plugged that I know. In. I should have. All right. Here's the applause. Please stop it, guys. Thank stop you. Stop it. Thank, Thank you. you. It's too much for <laughs> yeah, us. Yeah, that's enough. We don't need it. You're, you guys are going to make our heads big. Anyways, <laughs> we will have an outro for you by next week. We guarantee it. That's right. Well, thanks right. so much for listening. We love you guys. Take care.